Welcome to the SBS Volta Espana podcast with Zwift. Last year in the Volta, we saw Zwift Academy winner Jay Vine come desperately close to a stage win. And this year, another Zwift Academy winner, Neve Bradbury, performed brilliantly at the Giro Donna, finishing 10th overall. Well, it's all about to kick off again. Registrations are open and the Zwift Academy starts on the 12th of September. Importantly, it's not just about elite riders chasing a pro contract. Anyone can take part. The Zwift Academy features six structured workouts over four weeks. And after you've graduated, Zwift will share workout and training recommendations based on your results. It's a great way to find your strengths and go further. So if you want to dive in and start riding with a free seven-day trial, head to Zwift.com. Now here's Christoph and Macca with the SBS Volta Espana podcast with Zwift. Bonjour, bonjour, buenos dias, and uh, welcome to the Zwift SBS uh, Cycling Podcast. Uh, I am here in the mountains at the footsteps of what will be the finish of our stage tonight. And joining me, I introduce him every day as my brother from another mother is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Uh, it never gets old, mate. It never <laughs> gets old. Happy to be happy to be introduced with that title. Uh, I am very good, uh, mate. The, the weather back in Melbourne here. Spring is in the air, let me say that. Nice. Blossom is out, spring is in the air. So by the time you get home, it's going to be nice and warm. So enjoy that sun while you can, <laughs> but there's more sun waiting for you back here. Okay, that's cool, that's cool. Uh, so like I said, Maka, I'm at the footsteps of uh, the, the finish tonight. It should be a cracking weekend we have ahead of us. We know that Saturday, Sunday would be uh, amazing stages uh, and we'll talk about the tonight stage in a little while. But uh, we're pretty happy because Mats Pedersen finally, finally had a win. He, he did, didn't he? he had, and he, he won quite convincingly in the end by a few lengths. Look, it was tailor-made for him. I think we all knew it. My tipping comp that, I mean, we all tipped Mads Pedersen last night. I'm disappointed <laughs> because it means that the, the guys uh, that I tip with get equal points as me. I thought I was onto something. Um, but no, look, he he's worked hard for it, hasn't he? And so has his team. So I'm actually happy uh, happy for him. And um, yeah, look, he's in good form. He's a former world champ, as we know. So he's, he's, a, he's one of the class riders, really. He's yeah. one of the marquee riders, if you like, of the Vuelta, in my opinion. So yeah. he had to win a stage. Absolutely. And it would be a shame that for him not winning a stage, wearing the green jersey as well. Yeah. Uh, why don't we listen to him? That's congratulations. The dream scenario for you? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we knew that this final was super good. So the boys did really good today and everyone was focused the whole day. And I'm just happy that I can finally get the win and give the boys back all the work they did so far. So it's really nice for all of us. Was it good for you also that uh, Jumbo Wisma made it hard at the end and uh, Pascal Ackermann? Of course, uh, you know, uh, Alex, he delivered me in the last corner. So there was still like 800 meters to go. So it was perfect that they made a, a good hard tempo and that uh, Pascal, he, he jumped early. It means I could, yeah, jump with him. But it was a long, long sprint, you know, to follow. Ackermann is also 
a full sprint, so it was a 330-meter sprint today. You already had a big lead in the point classification. How much better is it with a stage win? Oh, it's super nice now. Like we came here for a stage win, and now we have one. So now we keep fighting to get one more, and it's super nice with a comfortable lead in the points jersey. But it would still have been nice to have Sam here to keep fighting for the jersey. But yeah, we keep fighting for the stages, and then. Uh, we will see how it goes. Maka is missing Sam, Sam Bennett, because Sam Bennett had to go uh, with COVID. He's, he's missing that fight. It's, you know what, that's, that's a real, um, it shows his class, actually. You would think he's just won the stage. He's in the green jersey. He's in a live, you know, that, that's the world feed interview. So it's not pre-recorded or anything. But he mentioned Sam Bennett. So it's, Kudos to him. He's a real class act, Mads Pedersen. I, I like him. I like him on the bike, off the bike. I just think he's a he's a good um, role model and a good sort of ad advertisement for our sport. Yeah, absolutely. So we saw in a little graphic uh, during the interview, he's won a stage at the Tour de France, he's won a stage at Paris-Nice. He's, he's former world champion, we know this. Uh, mm. So this, this stage at the Vuelta is just absolutely fitting for him. It would have been weird for him to turn up here, not having Sam Bennett as well as a fighter and not win a stage. That could have been a bit of a uh, him-feeling jib, but I mean, problem solved. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, Sam got his two stages, with which I'm equally uh, happy about. And when you look at it, you could say Sam Bennett was unlucky, but, gee, there's been 30 guys that have been unlucky <laughs> with um, <laughs> testing positive for COVID. So we've sort of well and truly got over that, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Someone else that was in the sprint but not strong enough, it's Caden Groves. Uh, he's won a stage uh, a couple of days ago. He's won a sprint stage. We know he's the man now for uh, Bike Exchange, the Jayco, because uh, yeah, it's had to go. Uh, one of them with, uh, with COVID. Let's listen uh, to him. Let's listen to Caden Groves. And then we'll talk about his performance yesterday. I know you'd be disappointed, but uh, yeah, it's just a bit too, too hard, I think. Yeah, I mean, the way it went. But you got guys like uh, Roglic in this. Having a go as well, and uh, yeah, today was too hard. But the, the team rode well, you got to in the right to the right position. It looked really good, yeah, up until that, that last K and a half. Exactly, I mean, with, with Simon gone, we're here for stages, and today was a maybe, so we went for it, and in the end, it wasn't. So it's obviously disappointing. But uh, once we get through the weekend and then the rest day, we have another opportunity. Good luck, mate. Cheers. Well done. But Maka, he, say, he said it here, uh, you know, uh, that was too hard for him because pretty much everyone played out in this uh, in this sprint. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, look, it, it was just out of his depth. Um, it was a pretty hard finale. Um, so I don't, I don't think he should be too disappointed. And, and I, you know, I think he's taken it on the chin. He, he's like, oh, well, we, we gave it a go and I didn't have the legs. So be it. That's what you got to do. Most sprinters... Like, believe it or not, most sprinters lose more than they win. Like, that's a fact. When you think about it, right, sprinters, yeah. like any bike rider, they do – nowadays they do about 80 race days a year. They don't win 80 race days. Yeah. They win <laughs> four, five, three, six, ten. So they lose more than they win. Are you, um, telling, me, are you telling me that the sprinters are the biggest loser in the peloton? Are well, they're, they're up there. <laughs> well, if the road goes uphill, they're the first loser. I can tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, so, but look, what I love about Caden is his attitude. He's already 
at the end of that interview, he's already talking about the next opportunity. So there's one more opportunity, I think, before Madrid. So he's got his eye on the prize and he's got one win now. So he's, you know, he's up and about and so is the team. Um, yeah. So, excuse me, I just lost my That's right. Um <laughs> We so, all have yeah, so, problems in this, you know. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, hey, we've got to improvise. Um, yeah, no, he, he's, he's in a good place and he's in a good headspace. Yeah. yeah, and I think the team is as well. To be honest, the team yeah, is, they lost so. Yates. They, they, they might they might have felt a little bit underdone with uh, losing Yates, but now you know now it's done. They, they're just looking ahead. And the pressure valve's released with that first win, isn't it, yeah. for the whole team? Yeah. You know, let let's be honest. The Vuelta, you know, for, for maybe this is debatable, but realistically, it's the third Grand Tour. It's the third most important. Not that it's not important. But for Bike Exchange, Jayco, one yeah. stage win, they've made their, their tour here. So Yeah, yeah. It yeah, definitely won't thing. make or break the year. Yeah. It, could make the, it could make the year valuable for some others, getting enough points to stay alive yeah. in, a, in a world tour. But it's not a make or break uh, yeah. tour like the Tour de France might be. Yeah, exactly. uh, let's talk about Fred Wright. Uh, actually, let's listen to him because he's always uh, enjoying to listen. It's, this is uh, Fred Wright. But uh, tell us about that sprint. That uh, was a bit tricky. I think nobody really knew how to take it on. We saw Kelman launching from really far. Yeah, I, my plan was just to wait. I didn't do that a few days ago. <laughs> Maybe I waited a bit too long this time. Nah, I just got, I got caught on the uh, that last corner. I just needed one one man to take me in the front, you know, around the right hander, because I knew that chicane. Like I dived on my way through that chicane with like 300 to go, but. Yeah, it was a long catch-up game from there. Like, I was coming with speed though, so it's a good sign. But I'm a bit disappointed to be honest. Like, I really had some good legs today. So yeah, I just started started the sprint a bit too far back, unfortunately. But I was coming with speed, so that's one positive. You felt like you could have beat beat the match. No, I don't think so. But I would have run him a, a bit closer, I think, if I if I'd have, you know timed it a bit better. But no, I'm happy with that. Another top 10, top 5. Yeah, we'll see what we can keep getting for the next few days. <sighs> I think he's British happy, meaning he's I, probably disappointed a little bit. No, <laughs> There's two things out of this. One, he's becoming my favourite writer listening to in interviews yeah. because it's just raw and real. He's just saying it how it is. And I really like his accent. I know that sounds odd, <laughs> but where is where 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 is he from? Actually, I haven't actually. I don't know, but it sounds, it sounds very from the year. It sounds very Manchester. I'm I thinking lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Yeah, there exactly. That's, that's the that's the land of Manchester, and that's sort it's, of a yeah, area. yeah, yeah. I, I like this kid. I think he's. I think. I mean, he's. Yeah, I, I love it how he. It's just like off the cuff. You know, he doesn't yeah. really. He thinks about what he's saying, but he just says it. It just spills out. He just says it. It's raw. It's real. You know, he's not I'll, mincing his words. Do you know? I'll be interesting to see him in a win, because that's oh, him not winning. I hope you know? he wins. Yeah, and yeah. I want to see. I want to be there for that interview the yeah, day yeah, he yeah, wins yeah. a stage like this, because if he's already blooming like he is now, imagine mm. when he wins something. You know, oh, it'll be uh, it'll be awesome. He will, and he's going to because he's a quality bike rider. Yeah, he's really up there. So, but so I mean, yeah. there's there's just a matter of time between uh between now and him, him you know bagging a win, and hopefully maybe even in this uh in this uh, in this Vuelta. Let's have our daily meetup with Luke Plapp because we've been meeting him every yeah. day. Oh, we. I mean, our uh, work expense kit. Uh, <laughs> Luke, 
your daily uh, before and after. This is your after. Um, pretty warm day out there. Yeah, it was, mate. It was uh, it was beautiful, though. It was dry heat, so what I'm used to. Um, me and Jai Hindley were having a good laugh about it and enjoying it. But yeah, it was a nice day out there today, mate. Um, and yeah, it looks like a nice finish. And I saw you couldn't help yourself. I saw about 20k in. I saw you doing a hard one on the front. I thought, what's he doing? Yeah, just getting some sneaky time trial training in before Worlds. <laughs> no, just trying to add my bit to the boys, mate. Uh, just keeping the keeping Carlos safe. And we we're going to have a go at the end. But yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. But Carlos is safe and all to play for in the next couple of days. Yeah, a big weekend coming up for, for uh, Gonzalez and, and the GC as well. Scary weekend, mate. It's a, it's a big weekend for those and it's a nightmare for, for some of us. Um, I'll get a good night's sleep and get ready for hell. Okay, mate. Thanks, mate. Cheers. And hell is coming. I don't know how you say hell in Spanish. <laughs> but, uh, You're near the finish. That does not look like hell at all. It looks beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm on like what you see here. I'm at the bottom of it. Uh, it goes okay. a lot more, but the sun is in, so I can't really, uh, I can't really uh, show you this right now. But it's now, it, it's going to be, uh, you know, a good sign that it's going to be a difficult stage is when the organization tells the media, "Hang on a minute, you can't all go up there. We all have to pack up in different cars. Only minimal cars going up there. You oh, need I a special that. sticker. When you have a special sticker on your car, like Planche de Belfi, this is what we used to have. Ha then have you, you know, the special it's sticker. I have the special sticker. Oh, nice! Work. I will be Good there. Work. I, I yeah. have the special sticker, so this you should be well. fun. Uh, so, Luke Plapp, uh, he, they, they, like we said it before, they saved the Dev Vuelta with uh, the Carapaz win. Yep. It's almost you can change, you can feel uh, the change of uh, in his speech. In Luke Plapp, is now you know keeping keeping his his, uh, his, his teammates safe. Is uh, Putting a sneaky training for for the world, like he said, like he's got a bit of a different attitude now that win is in the bag. Yeah, and and I think he's relishing his his role in the team. And you know what what I'm picking up from this, and he, he's another one actually, like Fred Wright. I'm enjoying listening to Luke. He seems relaxed. He seems like he's at home within the team and really comfortable in the team, and 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 comfortable with the role that he has to play. You know, he's playing a domestic role. Um, you get some of these young kids come in and they want to win straight away. He knows his position in the team. He's happy to play it. And I think that's really important. And it really shows already his maturity as a, as a really young pro cyclist. So I, I just think everything would be um, – he'd be giving off the good vibes to management at Ineos at the moment. I hope so anyway. Yeah, what I like as well is the, the body language. Uh, the yeah. first few interviews, he was quite stiff. Nice, sort of like leaning on the bike. He's completely you know, chilled. <laughs> hey, yeah. if, there's one person who can relax the riders, and that is John Trevorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if one day, as a joke, we should just go, I rock up with the SBS mic. Oh, mate, you know, wh it'll what, be what super we, serious. <laughs> they won't know what to do. Uh, yeah, exactly. How <laughs> would that just throw him going, whoa, whoa, where's Ify? Where's he? Where is he? Where is he? What did you do with him? <laughs> exactly. um, another rider to uh, to watch for in the next couple of days is, of course, Jay Vine. Uh, he's wearing the the, the mountain uh, or the climbers jersey, the Porcado, the so beloved, uh, so mm -hmm. much beloved uh, Porcado jersey. Uh, let's listen to him because he's got he, if anyone, he's got a busy weekend ahead of him. Jay, with a uh, one day more, what did you learn about yourself yesterday? Because on the Grand Tour. You have been good in a, in a mountain, you have been good in time trial. Yesterday you had a bit of a day, a bit more difficult. What did you learn really yesterday? Yeah, I think um, 
I think it's uh, it's complicated. I think it was a Swiss cheese effect. Um, I think uh, the heart the start was uh, pretty hard. It's very much like a one-day race, and uh, yeah, I think I've been racing every time I've been in the breakaway or been involved in the finish as a one-day race. And I think yesterday the uh, I was missing a few percent. It's annoying though because if I if I'd held if I held the gap a little bit uh, for one and a half k or so, but then towards the end I completely blew. So maybe if I got in the draft a bit more, there might have been some closer time. But yeah. And today we see you in a teammate role, trying to help Tim. Tell us about today. Yeah, yeah. The goal today was to get Tim up for the sprint. You know, I was uh, I was there in the in the final to try and help uh, position the boys, and uh, yeah, gave it my all. I was uh, supposed to go a little longer than I I did, but yeah, I I ha I've, I've got a PB on my five minute power, so I I couldn't have gone any further. <laughs> There's a big weekend coming. How yes. do you see it? There's two nice stages when you can shine, but do you have to target one rather than the other, or it will be full gas all weekend? Really don't know yet. We're taking it day by day. I think uh, Sierra is definitely a nailed on GC day. Uh, we've got a couple of Colombians in the peloton that I think will uh, definitely like the high altitudes. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But yeah, taking it day by day. Still feel good? Sorry? Still feel good today? The legs are still good? Yeah, yeah, I felt really good today. It felt, yeah, felt, once again, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm riding the Volta Espana. It was, a per, it was an amazing day. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. It's good to see a bit of emotion at the end because otherwise you could go, how analytical is Jay Vine? He got a big, he, he got, he got a, a PB on his 5K. And that's what he took out of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the analytical side, but I'm with you. I, I feel like he's had 24 hours to digest two yeah. days ago where, you know, he probably thought he was in with a chance for a win. And then, as he sort of said, he just blew up. And But, I, but yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? When you can sort of take 24 hours, 48 hours, and then assess what happened, you a, a lot calmer about it and a bit more relaxed. And I feel like he is now and a bit more accepting of, you know, that. I mean, let's remind, let's, he needs to remind himself. And yeah. I'm sure he will at the end of the Vuelta. He's won two stages. He's already because won two stages. It's incredible. You're right, Maka, because we are the excited ones and we're yeah. not riding the Vuelta. We are yeah. the ones that are excited for him. And yeah. what we can, you know, get out of him uh, as pleasure, as enjoyment. Yeah. But he, he seems to be so focused, which is good. Like we're not yeah, criticizing we, anything. Uh, yeah. But he's, he is really in his race. Uh, I like his last comment in the end when he said, "I have to remind myself, I'm happy. I'm riding the Vuelta." Yeah. Yes, Jay. Yes, Jay. You have to remind yourself you are riding the Vuelta. Uh, I never rode the Vuelta. You never rode the Vuelta. Like, I never rode it's, the Vuelta. It's, you know, it's a privilege to, <laughs> to ride yeah, the Vuelta, and, I guess. And I just wonder if that's a little bit of team management or, or you know, his lovely wife, Bree, who, who yeah. we've had on the show, you know, debriefing and then saying, hey, you're in the Vuelta. You've won two stages. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Relax. Okay, that didn't, that didn't work out, but it's fine. Yeah. You're going to come back again. It's it's fine. It's, it's all good. Did you just knock the bottle of cover? 
Is that what happened? I did. I knocked it over. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear it? I heard no, it. Don't worry. Don't worry. It was empty. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> a I was water worried I was going to smash it. <laughs> and I'm not showing you it. Uh, another Aussie that we want to look uh, out for today in, uh, in this big stage, uh, it's Ben O'Connor. Let's listen to him. I know you've mentioned Sunday a few times here at Nevada. It's a brutal climb. Um, how do you think your form is coming up there? I'm there, but I'm not there. I'm there to be good enough to be in the top ten, but I'm not good enough to be able to fight, I think, for the top five at the moment. So I can only hope that I stay the same or I improve, but... Uh, yeah, at the moment I'm just trying to do my best every single day and uh, that's my objectives for the moment. Ben O'Connor, quite interesting comments here because there's, is there a bit of an admission that top 10 now is his uh, target and maybe not a top 5 and this is where he knows his health and his fitness is at? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I, I like it that he's just being honest. And I think also what it shows is he really knows his body. He knows where he's at. Look, he's finished fourth at the Tour de France. So he he knows what it takes to be in that next, next echelon, you know, up that next step, yeah. closer to the sort of podium spot, if you like. So I, I like that, that he's accepting of it. And he doesn't seem, you know, he's like, okay, this is where I'm at. I mean, he was realistically never meant to do the Vuelta you know, let's cast our minds back. It was all about the Tour de France, obviously. Yeah. So this is a, you know, just because you crash out of the Tour and then he's had more recovery, it, it doesn't mean, that doesn't translate into being brilliant at the Vuelta. Um, sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. So his preparation wouldn't have been ideal. So I think he's, I think he's hitting the mark and I think he's, you know, for, probably for him and for the team, if they look back to stage one, I think he's probably hitting the KPIs that they expected, and and that's yeah. and what he expected. So I think that's okay. Yeah, I would I would absolutely agree on a, on this one. Right, we've got a man still in red. We have a lot of work to be done in this uh, this weekend ahead of him. Let's listen to him, Remco Evenepoel. Remco, you were optimistic this morning. How did you feel on the bike after the crash? Uh, could be a bit better, but it's uh, it was fine. No, not a big problem. Our Spanish colleagues noticed that uh, you wear gloves today. Sorry? You wear gloves today? Yeah, gloves. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, but I think uh, tomorrow I will not wear them again. It was uh, annoying me quite a bit in the stage. You were very well positioned in the run into the sprint. Uh, were you tempted to go for the stage? No, no, I just wanted to enter the, the last climb in a good, I mean, the last kilometer in a good position and uh, I managed to do well. Uh, the team put me off at 3k to go and then I was looking for my own position. So uh, it's actually something I learned with uh, leading out Fabio in uh, the beginning of the season. So um, yeah, it was quite easy to find my way in the bunch. What do you make of uh, Primoz Roglic's acceleration in the finale? I don't know what he did. So uh, yeah, maybe he want to make a gap or win the stage. Uh, I actually didn't see what happened uh, in front of me. Tomorrow, a different story, Sierra de la Pandera. Do you know it? What do you hope for? Uh, I don't know it, actually. It uh, looks a uh, pretty beautiful stage again. Um, and I just hope to not lose any time. That's the most important. Thank you. I think he hopes of winning uh, more, uh, more time on this one. I don't think he hopes to just, just be safe. No, don't you think? Yeah, 100%. And also from that comment, which, I mean, this is stating the obvious, but he has his eye on the prize. 
Yeah, you know, he and, – and there's a little bit in that I hope to not lose time. He's purely – he's really thinking now. He's, he's zoning in on the fact that he's got this really nice margin. Yeah. And, you know, this margin, he keeps this margin through this weekend. That is a massive tick. It's a huge tick. And in, in, you know, in his chances of taking home that final red. So you're right, he'd love to win the stage, but the first and foremost thing is to not lose time. And if he loses no time and doesn't win either stage, he'll be pretty damn happy. But knowing Remco, you know, knowing Remco a little bit more now in this, in this, we all said third week is the one is untested, blah, blah, blah. We said this, okay? We said this before. Mm. Don't need to be rude by the way, but when I say blah blah blah, because <laughs> that's what you said. But yeah, but, yeah, blah, blah, blah. but <laughs> uh, Remco is a winner. Remco wins by attacking. Remco wins by being aggressive. Does he still have to do this this weekend? Be aggressive, or can he be controlled? And that would be, but that would be a different way of Remco racing as a leader. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he's ridden really smart in the last three, four days. Um, so he's conserved where, you know, unlike he, uh, the Remco that we've got to know and love, that attacking style. So he's riding like a general classification rider. So he's riding conservatives, conservative because he's aware and the team would have said to him, you know, you think mm -hmm. you're good? As, as in not him, but in general, you, you will think that you're good and then suddenly on day 18 you just will have a bad day and it's because of all these little efforts. And it's like Pogacar. We talked about it later on in the at the tour and, you know, I think we credit Simon Gerrans and Matty Keenan. For, I think they talked about it in the commentary early on or yeah. Simon did saying he was chasing all these bonifications. So I think Remco is riding really smart. The, the only – I think, yes, he can attack, but he should only do it in the last few kilometres. Okay, just do yeah. it in the last few kilometres – and, and if he's really confident that he can gain some time, but if he's not confident that he can gain some time, but he's confident that he can follow the wheels, then don't attack. Yeah. Certainly not today if, you know, with Sierra Nevada coming uh, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow, which yeah. is two, two and a half thousand metres. So question for you, Maka. Do I get this one signed right now by Remco or do I wait until Madrid? This one. Ooh. Um... Do I, I want? Do I want it? Do I want it with a Remco sign on on it, or do I? Well, if he doesn't it? win, no, it's going straight to the. It's, go, it's going straight to the two dollar bin. If he doesn't okay. win, but if he wins, <laughs> then you are definitely getting it signed. Yeah, <laughs> but then it becomes harder to get it signed. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Do I preempt so, and uh, <laughs> get Roglic to sign that by, one? Yeah, yeah, Just get Roglic to. At least is one of the previous years. Then <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Does it have the year on it? No, uh, yes, he does actually. He does. Oh, damn, he okay. does. Well, but he, also, he could I still can... win it. So yeah, yeah. Buy, it's buy a very first. One. It's a very first world uh, problem. <laughs> I buy you another one. Do you know how much they are? <laughs> Do you know how much they I, are? I, I can imagine. Don't worry. I, I, don't I, I didn't worry, get yeah. it for free. This one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remortgage but, that apartment that you bought. Yeah. I'm still an SBS employee. You know, man. That's yeah, not, exactly. I'm not. I'm not lapping it out. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I get you. I hear you, brother. I hear you. <laughs> Right, uh, stage tonight, we talked about it. Let's have a look at the profile. This is what we are expected uh, to say. 
look at this last time. There's a there's a good little three category three before that. Uh, take us through this this uh, this road, Michael. Yeah, so Montoro to Alto de la Pandera. So it's two days where we're in the Sierra Nevada. So we're in yeah. the, a similar range, of course. Tomorrow, as as I just said, it goes a lot higher, but. This was last raced up in 2017. Rafael Mica won the stage. I remember this. He broke away. Uh, the GC guys were behind and not a lot changed with them. But Mica won the stage. It's hard enough. There are some steep sections. But if you go back to the graph, to the profile once again, just momentarily, Christoph, if you look at that final climb, there's actually two climbs, but it's really just one climb. There's four kilometres of flat in the middle but effectively yep. it's 20 kilometres uphill and some, probably 23 kilometres in fact. So it's a hard enough day and it's hard enough if you're having a bad day as a GC rider that you can lose time and if you're having a good day, well, of course, you're going to potentially gain some time. So 160 kilometres, 3,300 metres of climbing altitude. So it's enough, mm -hmm. like it's a, it's a tough enough day, I think, um, flat early on. The early break will go. Whether or not it will survive, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think it will, and then I think tomorrow will be a day purely for the GC guys. Okay. Can we, you know, we heard earlier on there's a few Colombians in the peloton that could go for this one for the high altitude. Does that four kilometers flat in that high altitude as well sort of favors the Colombians as well or not? No, no, tonight tonight doesn't favour them, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, not uh, because it's not high enough. Tomorrow definitely does. Tonight okay. they'll they'll be there, but I, I don't think they're going to have any any advantage yeah. over the rest of the uh, the GC it, guys. What it is is actually a must watch stage yeah. tonight. Tomorrow, yeah, yeah. You know, they, you you'll be beating yourself up if you are not watching that. that oh stage yeah, no, this is a you, you're doing weekend, a whole right, weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah down the hatches don't answer the phone don't answer the door it's um, not like there is footy on or something like that actually but my team's out so i don't <laughs> um i'm not rubbing it in i'm not rubbing yeah, it in you, with you slightly. <laughs> I, 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 mate, I know you too well um but no no it is a, it let's is have a, a look at the thing. ranking yeah very quickly let's have a look at the rankings here so we've got rempo in a pole position here, of course, Roglic, uh, two minutes 41 behind. Enric Mas uh, is still in uh, the contention here. But look at the Spanish, three, third, fourth and fifth. There's a good contingency of Spanish in there. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? It's um, And it's, it's especially cool because of the two... The two young guns, Rodriguez yeah. and Ayuso. So, um, and did you see Ayuso? I think it was yesterday. He tested positive to COVID, but he was asymptomatic oh, and he had really low levels. So the team made a decision in conjunction with the UCI and the race organisation medical staff that he could start the race. So that answers a question we had at the very beginning of, uh, of this uh, series of podcasts at the Vuelta. Someone put to the riders, are they doing the viral load? Are they doing the viral like they did at the Tour de France? And no one really knew if that was the case because they did this at the Tour de France. Some mm. riders tested positive, but their viral load was too low for them yeah. to be contagious. So, yeah. therefore, we can know that they actually have that uh, possibility as well. That's interesting. Well, I mean, there was, all this, there was all this talk on Twitter, and I think, you know, talk is cheap and words are pretty easy, easy to put out there on social media last night. But there was plenty of talk referring back to Simon Yates and yeah. another writer that I've – oh, um, Sivakov. Because Sivakov was asymptomatic. Yeah. He was fine. 
So they were yeah, saying I the day before. <laughs> I actually yeah, talked to him the day before. No mask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So a lot of people were saying, "Oh, yeah. I wonder how these guys are feeling that Ayuso is allowed to stay in the race." Surprise, surprise! He's Spanish. Yeah. I'm not drawing any conclusions. I'm just saying the facts <laughs> here. But you, you got to question it, don't you? Yeah, he's Spanish and he's up there, and uh, and he's, he's up, up there. Yeah. Like, where are the you know where are the rules with all of this? It's yeah. It's a fair, um, I think a few of the comments are, are fair enough. Um, yeah. Questioning, you know, how does one rider stay in and others have to go home? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One thing I want uh, to mention before we, uh, we leave this podcast where it is, is this. This is the last race yes. for our good friend, Richie Port. Yeah. He's lining up to the Tour of Britain. Uh, the Grenadiers are back home. Uh, how important for Richie to negotiate this last race well, super well for it to be a fitting send-off for he's got a big career probably we said it before the second or third uh, best australian rider since jai inley when the uh, won the won the the giro so we can debate this but he's up there he's on the podium of the best australian riders ever that's a fitting career how yeah. does one like him as a send-off like this in australia in, uh, in in britain yeah look i think i think tour of britain for him the result won't matter. It's a swan song. Whether or not they'll try and race for Richie, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how hard it is. I haven't, as you know, I haven't looked at this year's route. There's always a few climbs, whether or not it's going to be hard enough for Richie. But you're right. It's, look, for me, I will I will always, and I think we all will, think of his, his third place at the tour. Yeah. Um, but the journey you know, to get to there. Absolutely. Um, and you know the memory I think we both have is – him in the bus doing the transfer to Paris and we were the only one doing an interview with him in the bus. I don't know if you remember that yes, for this yes. particular podcast. Uh, and that was such a beautiful moment because he was relaxed and he was on his way to the best result of his career. And we had yeah. such an amazing chat with him inside the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're spot on. And, uh, and you know, the way in which he, he had to come from behind to remember he had to pass Lopez on yeah. La Plage de Belfi in the individual time trial. So it was such an exciting um, finish uh, for, for us as, you know, um, commentators and journalists and then, of course, for the fans. But we were also there, Christoph. I think the second time he crashed out of the tour on the Parve, yeah. we are at the hotel. We, we ended up at the same the hotel, six hours south of Roubaix. We saw him that night. So, we, so we've sort of... It's like yeah. Cadell Evans, you know, you ride this journey with them, even though you're not riding. <laughs> yeah. But you feel like you're on the highs and lows with them. And I hope they are, he realises that because there's so many people, so many fans, not just us, the journos, but the fans that have ridden that yeah. wave of, uh, of, you know, ups and downs with him along the way. Remember one thing, though, we were having those discussions, I guess, in this podcast as well, you and I, on saying, oh, Richie, we'll retire at some point. What's next? We, we sort of knew we had a generation coming, but yeah. we were like, what's next? Look at us now. Yeah, we had the yeah. Vuelta, three yeah. strange wins for Australia, potentially a fourth or fifth win somewhere, someone yeah. in a Polkada jersey, so many hopes everywhere. Uh, the after Richie Port would be and is already amazing. I mean, you know, like a true journalist, Richie who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate, you've you retired. You go and tell him Gone, that. Yeah? You go and tell him that. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't tell him that. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Maka, for joining us. It was an entertaining podcast. And look, I'm going to give you the full Vista because I don't think I did. Oh, uh, please but this do is it. 
this is the setting for today, minus the, the barrier here. Uh, but this is the setting. This is what yeah, we looks, are aiming for today. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Uh, two things. What's the temperature like right now? And you are heading to the summit, aren't you? I am. I am. Like I said, I've got a special sticker and I'm picking up uh, two uh, British, I think, or Spanish journalists with me as well. So they are actually bundling us as well uh, in the car, which is quite interesting because we're not allowed to approach the riders too much. But yeah, guys, you can with the COVID. Yeah. But guys, you can bundle up yeah. all together in a car. We don't into care. Your, um, <laughs> into your three-seater. Um, exactly. Mini. That's fine. No problem. Cool. Thanks. They go. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> so... You know, that's the that's the organization for you, but that's okay. Uh, it should be fun. So uh, we'll be uh, hopefully having a, a great podcast tomorrow with a lot of um, content that I will make as well as uh, our work experience kid, John Trevor, which will be as well up there with the crew. Beautiful. Love your work, mate. Go well. Enjoy the stage. Looking forward to it tonight. I will. Thank you, Maka. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the SPS Falter Espana podcast with Zwift. After five weeks on the road at the tour and no riding, I'm seriously playing some fitness catch-up with Walter Inspiration. To help with my motivation, I've set myself a target of finding a team and getting involved with the Zwift Racing League. Round one starts on the 13th of September and goes to the 18th of October. One race per week for six weeks. Whether you're just starting out on your fitness journey or like me getting back into things, or you're a six watts per kilo monster, you'll find a level of racing to suit. So if you're up for the fun cycling challenge, dive in and start riding with a free seven-day trial at Zwift.com and find your ZRL team or register if you're all ready to go by Sunday the 11th of September. Hopefully, I'll see you on the start line soon. Ride on.